there, folks, and welcome or welcome back to Nippon Trading International's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again, and this podcast is brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis of realestate.jp. He's a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families who are looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's an Australian. He's been living here in Japan for over two decades now. And for about half of that time, he's been buying, selling and managing real estate properties in Tokyo on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So he's got dedicated loan officers in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts Panel Sessions, which means that you're already aware of the fact that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, drop him a line on sales at realestate.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. All right. So first up, big news. We've got another speaker lined up for the Japan Real Estate Summit on the 22nd of this month. Anton Warman, who you may have seen or heard here on the podcast, former model, YouTube personality and influencer who's been buying, DIY, renovating and profiting from Akia or abandoned slash vacant homes in Tokyo, which is exactly the topic of his presentation. So you definitely don't want to miss out if you have any kind of interest in Akia renovations and or accommodation properties, which is what he turns his houses into. He's got quite a following, both Japanese and foreigners. So now that he's in, it is quite possible the tickets, which have already been selling quite rapidly, will soon run out. So as always, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet in person, which are limited to 80 or via streaming, which are limited to 100, it's probably a good idea to pause the recording, hop over to realestate.jp to secure your spot. Okay, so for today's episode, this is a JREP session which I and Emil had to bow out of unexpectedly, but um, Tracy and Matt, who weren't to be deterred, have attended regardless, uh, which is fair enough. They're really far more interesting uh, than Emil or I. I did manage to uh, jump in and join them uh, towards the end of it, but until then, they've had a super fascinating conversation about Akia's. One of Matt's past projects when he was still with Akia and Dinaka consisted of an abandoned school of all things. So they talk about what can be done with these sorts of larger abandoned properties that aren't really homes, the treasures that can be found in them. And then they got into a more practical discussion of the challenges involved in buying and selling these abandoned homes. And there are plenty of those rural rejuvenation, government subsidies and how to apply for those a bit more about the post-pandemic recovery of the short-term stay market here in Japan, and a bit about Anton, whom I've just mentioned, and his projects. And then a more meta conversation about marketing content for real estate businesses, growing a real estate-related business in the right way and attracting the right kinds of customers, internships, digital nomads, uh, business investment loans, all kinds of topics. And even about some particular locations, such as Lake Biwa, uh, Shiga, and Shimana prefectures, prices, potential land plots for various projects in these areas, and much, much more. So a bit of an eclectic conversation on a whole bunch of topics, but very interesting and entertaining, I think. Enjoy the chat, and I'll see you again on the other side. Here we go. Hey, Matt. It's good to talk to you. It's been a little while, actually. It sure has been, like, what, since the JREP event? 
It's been a little, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Well, I mean, that was, oh my goodness, that was at the end of last year. So, yeah. So wait, 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 wait. was that December or was that, was that January? When was that? Oh, no, sorry. That was February. Yes. I'm yes, sorry. you're right. It was February. Um, we were originally going to do it in October, weren't we? But no, it's February. Hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Excellent. Congratulations once again for, for pulling off an astounding and you and you that was that was a pretty epic 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 day yeah where are you based now are you in so that's a complicated answer yeah (laughs) uh so our main office is in a yeah it's actually it got even more complicated recently so our main office where i am right now is in omote sando in harajuku slash shibuya Mm -hmm. And my, so I actually, I have an apartment in Ikebukuro, mm-hmm. um, but I also have a place down in Yugawara, right. uh, which is near Atami. And then we also just started, um, in fact, my business partner, Parker, my business partner is out there right now. So we, there's an abandoned middle school in Ogawamachi, Saitama. Mm-hmm. And so we managed to latch on to the library and the like the broadcast room of this abandoned school and are currently converting it into a satellite office for Akia and Inaka. Wow. Okay. So it's yeah. all happening. Yeah. Well, so the library is our satellite office. Interestingly enough, this is a very good story for the, the, the magic that awaits you with abandoned property is if you just think outside of the box a little bit, sky's the limit. And so the, the, I mean, it's a school, it's full of what, like gymnasium and then a bunch of classrooms, which obviously can just become office space. Mm -hmm. They had this damn broadcast room and they had no idea what to do with it. And of course I go in there and I'm a musician and I just look at like, guys, this is, this is a soundproofed booth. Like, we can just get some mics and amps in here and then it's it's a sound studio. Like, can can we rent that? <laughs> and so then we got that. Yeah, so, well, so can we, you rent that on like Space Market or Spacey or one of those things, right? Uh, I don't, so it's interesting. So o- Ogawa is being pretty progressive in that the school that we're renting, we're renting, right? We don't own it, um, was abandoned for, I believe it was 11 years. Yeah, and then and it's a it's a big it's a big one. Um and so last year the Ogawa municipal government um was kind of uncharacteristically uh gung-ho, let's say, adventurous, um, and turned they said, Hey, what what the hell? Like that's we can make that at an office space, right? What if we just like front load a few million dollars and like renovate it and see what happens? Of course, we were kind of not part of those talks, but we were privy to this as it was happening. Um, and, you know, we were kind of watching it as, and then eventually it got to the point where like, okay, like we're doing it. And then after they did that, it got to the point where they're like, all right, we're opening it up for like rental space. And we're like, yes, now give it to us, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been, and it's a big renovation. Like we had to replace all the carpet uh god what have we done we went to a few akia in the with the agents the local agents um because one thing that we're also starting to work on is basically reclaim reclaiming uh furniture from akia 
and using that for uh, retrofitting like desks or cupboards or like basics, yeah. not not necessarily like antiques or anything. Um, but so we went into actually with a, a national TV crew, uh, we went into a few Akia in Ogawamachi and managed to get uh, a few items wasn't that successful of a if I'm being honest I was expecting a little more but um yeah so we've got like abandoned furniture and stuff now and actually there was uh what like the science lab shelving we got oh that's that's epic that stuff yeah yeah but, but it's all but have you seen a guy who goes around um uh you know photographing um snapshots of like Akia it's like people have just stood up from their kitchen table and left and but you know the the it, 20 years have gone by yeah, 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 yeah. um there's some pretty good um some pretty good photo journalism that's done which, um, it's, it's I'm glad you say that I I personally um find it I mean just beyond words interesting and like the potential for storytelling mm-hmm. um i mean straight up like wow somebody did legitimately just like walk up and le- like what happened yeah what if you're like you know like a detective like okay wow i found a photo album and here's their life and mm-hmm. oh i guess they married and had or, or whatever mm-hmm. and you know like we like, a wacky idea we had like so we find um basically like you know uh, uh record collections right usually cds tapes mm-hmm. and stuff we haven't moved on this yet uh but one idea we had is like what if we just made like spotify akia mixtapes no like we find the abandoned the actual abandoned cds of like yeah. hikaru whatever her name is yeah or like just whatever artists and then locate them on Spotify or whatever, YouTube, whatever platform, and then just like recreate what this house sounded like. Oh, you that's know? really cool. That's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, almost, really, like almost like a, like a reality show or like. Kind of, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think the one that you're talking about is maybe Abandoned Kansai. No, that's a guy, I think it's called Tokyo Diaries or something. I've, um, or Tokyo something it's on Twitter um, I'll find it and um, and maybe it'll go in the show notes but it's actually really it's just fascinating to see these snapshots of of abandoned life here um, but I did see a news article and I wondered if you'd seen it as well as Kyoto is going to um, uh, they've actually passed a bill to uh, increase the taxes on Akia people who own Akia so um, hopefully that's to motivate people to uh, to either renovate or sell or just not leave them as Akia anymore. So right, that's right. that's within Kyoto. Do you think other other cities will do that? I hope not. I think it's a terrible idea. Um, no, I mean, so the problem is is not that Akia owners don't want, they want to sell, hmm. right? The problem is that accepted practice of real estate business on the, on the agency side, mm-hmm. not geared towards efficiently and profitably selling Akia. So in my opinion, all that Kyoto is doing is introducing more pain points to owners who already want to sell. They don't need motivation to want to sell more. They have it. Right. right. 
without alleviating the hurdles that are still in place for them to actually sell. Well, I mean, the Akias in my area are owned by real estate agents, right? So they're just holding them. They're just like, you know, right. I'm guessing they're holding because these are ones that can't be rebuilt because there's no access and they're holding them for something else to happen and then they're going to take the capital gain on the land if right. if and when the, 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 the land becomes usable. So um, the corporations, it. yeah, it's not. I it. I would imagine that there will be a positive effect on the mm. corporations, forcing them to. But so far as like the people that it really matters to, which is to say, like the individuals, the families, right. the elderly mm. who are in possession of these assets that they don't want and are mm. vocal about not wanting, but nobody will take them because the system doesn't allow them to off to divest yeah. themselves of it. Uh, I would imagine. I expect there to be a a relatively negative back, but maybe not backlash, but like negative effect mm -hmm. uh, from what Kyoto has proposed. And I've heard a few, I think there was maybe a spot in Kanagawa as well that was talking about, but I mean, I think the Kyoto thing I read today passed like today. Yes, it just went today, through today. Yeah, and it'll today. be implemented in 2026, I think. 2026, yeah. So it'll take a little while. Yeah. yeah. Have, and sorry, I'm just going to change the subject completely again. Have you been, have you ever looked into any of the subsidies or um, like rural revitalization money that's, that certain cities like Chiba or one, or other places have, uh, um, you know, uh, that they've implemented? We're aware of it. And I mean, we've doubt, we've never like pursued it. Um, it's, it's too bureaucratic. There's too much red tape. Like yeah. often enough, whatever rewards, well, maybe that's not the right word, but whatever like gain you can get from it is there's a whole lot of work involved pulling your hair out. And it's just like, if, if you can do a cash buy, it's like, just yeah. go that route. But it, it was more on like a business development. So basically this is a, this is a shout out to anyone who loves paperwork, who loves bureaucracy. This is a business opportunity for you to really dig into the, the, the the money that the governments are, are offering and actually doing a matching service and fill in uh you, you know you do all the you do all the forms and then you get paid a percentage of the success that um, would be interesting I that, wonder... would be, that would be good for someone who's like you know so you know creators need money and hate paperwork and then um there's a lot of people who are really good on the paperwork but are very risk averse so it's sort of just putting those two together um and i just yeah the matching that's interesting i mean i can i might talk to our legal services but that's a good idea um yeah i mean it's really like a lot of and i think blanca has said this before um all the real estate or not like a lot of the issues that can be that are run into in I guess like what business in Japan, mm -hmm. especially with like more traditional or more maybe domestic versions of mm -hmm. whatever industry. Yeah, you can do it, but like it's a lot better if you just have that person who specializes in facilating the transaction. Exactly. exactly. Does it cost more? Yeah. 
guess what? You already finished the job. Like it's done and it was done well. What are you complaining about? Yeah, no, I'm I'm a massive fan of like, because I, I get a lot of people. So at the moment I have just been running, running ragged because the, the borders are open. Everyone's, you know, wanting to come. Everyone's wanting to buy. Everyone's wanting to create mimpaku. Um, mm. And I'm getting a lot of people who want to hire me to, to get all their mimpaku and everything ready. And it's like, well, you know what? I don't do the paperwork. Right. Uh, I don't do this bureaucracy. First of all, it's not in my native language. Um, I'm it, I'm not good at it. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are, you know, shiho shoshi who are, um, who love this stuff. And That's what, like, we, we have a team of like 40. Yeah. And, and what I do is I do an introduction and it's like, yep. okay, well, I'll do the project management, right? You need this person to do the renovation. You need this person to do the safety certificate. You need this person to do the paperwork. And I will be your point person, 100%. But mm. I will not, I cannot do the paper. Well, if you want me to do it, it's it's just it, like. Here, sign a waiver so that if I screw something up, you, I'm not held liable. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and there's there's a bunch of really talented shiho shoshi and they love doing this paperwork stuff. And, you know, they go to the, the ward offices and they, they, they do it all. And it's like, yeah, you've got to, you know, you've got to pay them for their work. But I think it's, it's you just mm. need to, you know, when you're coming here and you're going to do a business, you're going to do a in Paco, or you're going to do one of you know a business like you know the the clients that you help um that just should be a line item on your um mm. you know on your on your budget because um it's I mean, the like, best it's the best money i ever spent yeah like, so, like you said that's yet another matchmaking kind of thing like yeah. for, for what you and which now that you're talking or we're talking about it reminds me of kind of a, a problem that I at least have developed recently with what I I more or less refer to as like the shokunin mindset Mm. of like um, shokunin. uh, What is that? Like artisan. Right. Right. And which more or less amounts to massive talent, zero marketing or business development. (laughs) And so you've got all these shiho shoshi in this example being like, hey, yeah, we can do, or actually they're not doing any of this. They're just, Kind of saying to them, like, yeah, we are very talented. Where's where's, where's our customers? Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. just kind of waiting mm. for it to happen. Whereas, I mean, having that matchmaking service, I think, is re- like in that sense, there's a massively underutilized, however, extremely talented, well, talented talent pool um, across probably all industries in Japan. They're just kind of just waiting for you know somebody to make an introduction or. Yeah. I don't know, a YouTube video or possibly mention them on our podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm also going to give a shout out because a lot of the people that I work with, that I choose to work with are um, independent contractors mm-hmm. and they're usually women and they're mm-hmm. usually working from home um, and because they've got various childcare responsibilities and there is so much talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, um, I have to sort of convince some of these women that they're charging too little, that they're really undervaluing the what they're bringing to the table. And so, um, you know, that's just, you know, part of my philosophy as, as a, you know, card-carrying, you know, a feminist. But, um, but there is just so much talent. Um, and, you know, the work gets done. It is done, like, meticulously and at a really low cost. So um, there's a whole bunch of talent, the talented women. You know, they may not be, like you said, they're not singing and dancing and they're not saying, pick me, pick me. But, um, you know, I've, I've got a ton in my Rolodex. So um, if you're looking for various 
talented um, you know, professionals, uh, yeah, reach out and I'll, and I'll I, you know, I sure up. will. <laughs> Sorry. I sure will when the opportunity presents itself. But yeah. yeah, it's part of that's part of the Shokanin mindset, which yeah. also, as I'm wont to do, brings me reminds me of my experience in music as well. Mm-hmm. It was only until like 2016 or 2015 that I could start paying out bands like their cut of the door. I'd have the cut in my hand. Yeah. And being like, hey, you gotta like here it is, that's yours. Like you were on stage, like doing your thing. Your this is your percent. They're like, well, no, we just we do the merch, you take the door. Like, we don't want that. And it's like, whoa, 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 you're undervaluing yourself. Like yep. mm-hmm. it's not free money, but like, geez, you know, like you can take more. Don't be greedy, but you know you're worth more than that. Yeah, but but traditionally, right in Japan for the music industry, it's it's pay to play almost. Like you know, uh, you 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 pay or you get you know you bring a certain number of people to the door. Like you do your own marketing to mm. uh, uh, to you know to be able to play in public. So right, but I mean, going back going back to the contract, the independent contractors that you were talking mm. about, how they were only charging so much, and you kind of yeah. have to. Say well, yeah, that's fine, but you know, you could do this, and yeah. you know, still be able to get it. But um, you know, you know, educated professional, um, you know, uh, you know, professional women who just get the job, like who just get the job done. Accountants like Shiho Shoshi, and uh, you know, uh, um, people that put to you know put together uh, companies, set them up. It's just there's there's a lot of of that paralegal work, um, which yeah. just does my head in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny. You, yeah, I could I could talk about that forever. Um, how's yeah. it going on your end? I mean, the borders are open, like pretty the damn. Borders open. are open. I am actively adding, uh, what, in the last month, I've added five new properties to my portfolio. Um, these are not ones that I've sort of, I don't do a rental. I'm, I'm actively looking for some rental arbitrage deals. So these are ones where I'll get, I'll do the chin tie and I'll pay all the money up front and, and, uh, and then, um, you know, guarantee the monthly rent. Uh, but they're like hen's teeth. They're so hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of maxed out on my, my borrowing capacity. So I can't buy anything right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but the, the properties that I'm taking on are people that are moving overseas. They've got the properties and they're wanting to use their own place. Um, so they're either second houses or, um, uh, and I'm also working with other um, minpaku hosts who want to have more of a, um, you know, so they're they're currently on Airbnb, but you know they they need a bit of help. Um, and um, coming onto my website means that they've got a whole bunch of more marketing. You know, I've got my my email list, and you know, I nurture, you know, I nurture a couple of thousand people every month. Uh, people that are actively looking at coming, so so mm-hmm. that's a way of doing some co marketing. Um, and that's that's easy for me. Um, so the co-marketing is super easy. Um, I do like I do prefer the co-hosting because mm-hmm. then I get to, you know, I get to meet the guests, and that's really what I love doing is setting up the hospitality. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we've acted, we've added a whole bunch of new places. It's great. It's great. Mm. And we're and and then on my consulting side, I've got a number of clients who are, um, you know, they're they're putting together their own. So they've got. Um, uh, one client that bought a, a big old property in Chiba that they're going to turn into a ryokan. So, Good. which is is it already great. like an existing ryokan that just needs some? No, it's yeah, no, it's going to be a ryokan and a gym. 
and um yeah so it's going to be good um so yeah so I'm, I'm sort of working out you know marketing strategies and and um you know pricing strategies and that type of thing so I really yeah. like getting my hands hands into that. When you have someone else's money, it's it's lovely as well. So yeah, this is free fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's like it's like having a dollhouse, but like a big size. So yeah, like an actual house. Yeah. And and Blanca's not here because Blanca is just like run off her feet as well. I mean, she's just you know, there's so many properties being renovated right now. Which mm. Is, mm. Yeah. yeah, no, the market's really opened up like a lot support and i feel like there's a lot more like what brave bravery or like i don't know appetite for yeah appetite it's, a, it's an appetite i think yeah now that yeah. now that the uncertainty around closes closing borders and people can move in and out freely and just yesterday there is no more there is no more restrictions at the like completely gone um and and i think that just gives people a bit more confidence um, I mean, we had it before. I had it this time last year, but um, you know, it uh, takes a while to to trickle down. So yeah, what, true, true. What yeah. about you? Are you are you you run off your feet as well? Yeah, well, I mean, that New York Times thing came out, so like that really we fielded. I don't know how many hundreds of <laughs> real inquiry, real inquiries, serious inquiries. Yeah, it's, mm. it's it's pretty good. We're moving really quickly on what five properties right in uh Chiba Saitama and Shizuoka yeah right um Kominka, Kominkas or or uh so oh. one of them yeah out in Chiba uh and yep. then the other ones are various states of uh like regular ish houses Showa era you know no no like one in yeah one in Saitama was built in 2010 it's oh okay that's a repossession issue though the person way overextended themselves the owner um and so the bank said "Eh, gonna grab that one from you yeah so that's back out on the market now and there's been a ton of actually um, uh, renovation people as well. So um, there's a lot more YouTubers who are renovating properties. Um, there's, um, what's his name? The Scandinavian guy? Yeah, Anton. He's just, he's so he's finished his property. I went and mm-hmm. saw it recently. It looks amazing. Um, and he's got his little hotel license going. And he's also, um, so the, his original YouTube channel was all in Japanese which I thought was fantastic. Um, and he was reaching a, reaching a different sort of market because, you know, he's a, that's a, a rare, a rare yeah. niche. But now he's done, he's, um, uh, he's put, he started an English channel as well. So, and it's just, it's gone berserk. I think he's at like half a million subscribers yeah, in like two months. A, a picture of like silver button YouTube, something or other, which I don't yeah. know. We're at 2,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean it's a full-time job they i mean those guys they really know what they're doing they've got you know professional editors and um you know it's all about the thumbnail right it's all about the algorithm and getting those keywords i these digital natives these millennials i don't get it so so you're a millennial yeah 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 uh, you're a hippie millennial aren't you yeah right i'm one of the good ones <laughs> <laughs> No, but, no yeah. I was talking with. I literally have ter. I have terabytes and terabytes of 
footage from basically like I documented all of our work with Aki as well as the music stuff over the course of the last three years um, and just have zero capacity to address editing any of you need this. an intern that's what you need an intern um we got interns <laughs> well i and um i've actually got my first intern coming next month because you know inter the borders have been closed for three years um and now everyone wants to come back and there's some intern um uh, matching companies and there's one that like I'll, I'll report back on how it's gone but this is a a very eager chap he knows a little bit about real estate he's um you know he's looking for for university credit from the u.s i think he's from texas somewhere or other mm-hmm. um and is it handshake he's, that you went through sorry is it is the did you go through an app called handshake no, no, it was just um, someone contacted me and um, and then I did some, you know, I did some background checks and, you know, I've also spoken to the to the intern and I said, because I'm not paying anything, I'm not even paying for like visas or airfares or accommodation. I All I have to do is provide a place of business, which I have, um, you know, internet, they provide their own like laptops um, and a job description. So, and a report every month, but they take, they're taking care of, like all of the the pastoral care stuff so the making sure that they've got visas and um uh, visas and like uh, a place to live and um and also weekend some weekend you know some weekend get-togethers with with the other interns so it's and I'm you know that I'm sure the parents of these kids are are paying the are footing the bill um and um and I've you know, I've got a chap who seems to be, seems to be, you know, interested at least in the type of business that I run, that I'll be able to, that I've got a couple of, try, I'm trying to get some really interesting projects, you know, I don't, you know, I, you know, I uh, cleaning the office or, you know, archiving old stuff, that's boring, right? So yeah. um, I wanted to give something that was useful, that's juicy, that he can use in his um that he can use in his resume and um and that is also val- of value to me. So I'm just trying to think of that. So he's he's going to run through all of my standard operating procedures so that it's so like making sure that the like, onboarding process for staff as well as for guests are going it's it's all I've redone all of my standard operating procedures. Um so he gets to check through those as if he's a new person to see if they're valid. Um, and also I'm going to get him to do some walkthroughs, some video walkthroughs and some, and, uh, uh, to use for social media. So, um, that'll keep him busy for about a month. Mm. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'd sent over a link. Um, so handshake is this, I've used it. It's, it's kind of wild that I don't know anybody in Japan is using it. It's where like all, like at least us college students looking for internships, like it's mm-hmm. the internship, it's what internship LinkedIn, I guess. Oh, okay. And this um, is like in, in person or these are virtual? It can be, it can be either. Um, I've had interns both for real estate stuff as well as for music stuff. Um, it seems to be quite the untapped resource. Um, I myself have, for whatever reason, not been using it very recently. Um, but now that we're talking about interns, well, I mean, we already have what three and a fourth one coming in. Um, so all right, so of, in an in-person intern. So, but that's a private. You've organized that privately, or you've gone through an agency. 
Uh, none of it's agent. We can actually get hit relatively frequently with internship requests from oh. universities, as well as just kind of business connections, you know, like a former clients, cousins, you know, grandson or whatever. <laughs> uh, connection of a connection of a connection sort of thing. Mm, yeah, handshake. And I mean, honestly speaking, um, if you go into the minds of like American college students and say, hey, I've got a wacky internship that you can do in Japan. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> pretty quick. Um, so yeah, if you check that out if you ever have the time or the curiosity. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have a look at it because I've actually got another job which is um which I need which I need done, but for my software company. So um there's yeah. Which, yeah there's sorry. I've I've gotten people from CMU to work on um, stuff as well. So CMU, what's uh, that? Sorry, Carnegie Mellon University. It's a relatively high. All right, yeah, I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. IT, IT community. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think it's good. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, yeah. I shall check it out. So I so yeah, my intern starts. It's he's coming for three weeks in June. Okay. Um, but I just you know as a uh, when I was a student, that would have been amazing to uh, go to another country and do a job in a company. Um, I mean, this is a small, this is a very small business, so it'll be, it's not like going to work for a, you know, a big formal Japanese company. But then he doesn't have the language to worry about. So mm. that that was one of the interesting things, actually, kind of tangentially related that I heard of recently about how the Japanese government is somehow looking to capitalize on encouraging digital nomads in Japan. And I'm kind of lukewarm on it. And the reason for that is, well, do you, do you know what a digital nomad? Like they're tourists. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not working for a Japanese company. They haven't started a Japanese company. They're not paying taxes. They're not buying land. They're not really contributing to anything, except for maybe a few tourist dollars. Oh, well, I've had a number. Wait, so yeah, I had a number of digital nomads who were sort of, you know, um, uh, covering my costs over the pandemic. So I'm very grateful. I'm <laughs> very grateful to them for that. I'm, I'm not like I'm not against the idea of digital nomading, but from like the government's point of view. Oh yeah, there's, there's uh, well, it's I like, mean well, wait, they're no, buying just... stuff, aren't they? They're buying things that they're exactly they're taxed, so they're making the the sales tax dollars. I don't know. Yeah, which, you know, isn't bad, but like if basically my thought was if I was the government, which of course I'm not and never will be, uh, <laughs> what, like, I don't know, encourage them to, okay, fine, encourage the digital nomad stuff. That's step one, get them hooked. Step two is to facilitate them starting IT companies in Japan. We interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo and they offer a home away from home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, if that's still a thing, or if you just need somewhere quiet to get away from the world. They offer a variety of options for families, corporate relocations, or even if you're simply transitioning between homes in Tokyo. The properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. 
They come with fast unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces and fully equipped kitchens. And they're just a delight to stay in. Fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own. But longer term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly in a Japanese business hotel. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home, with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, etc. You definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade. They're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator. And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profit, or a holiday home that you want to rent out when you're not using it via short-term stays, drop them a line today, see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth a visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at sales at realestate.jp. And now back to the podcast. Yeah. So that, like then, you know, industry grows, but you know, that's just. Well, just well there is that grant, that Tokyo yeah. Toll grant. Yeah. It's the Tokyo Toll. There is a, uh, sorry, it's not a grant, it's a loan. Um and it's specifically for um, foreigners who want in Tokyo who want to um, borrow up to I think it's up to a couple of hundred thousand dollars worth, and there's no guarantor required and no collateral. Um, and then the interest is the interest rates at about two point seven percent or three percent, and um, yeah, and you basically it's done on the on the strength of a business plan. So it's a loan, and you've got to pay it back, of course. But it's um, it's for businesses that are under five years old, so incorporated like either Gorogaishas or Kapushigaishas. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so if you you know need some startup capital, and this is a, a good way of getting at at a you know two two percent, which um, yeah. compared to a Jutaka loan is like it's like hell expensive, but compared to the cost of other money from overseas it's actually it's actually a good deal and also you don't have to give it any you don't have to give any stake in your company away right See, like bc is, company mm. yeah this the equity thing yeah. is really uh, we've had a few uh organizations approach us and just like of course the the money numbers up front we're like all right but like what are you what's your take it's like well you know 20 percent. Like, what no yeah <laughs> out of here but, but the right partner who is also wanting to grow the business and bring some smarts in, right, some, mm-hmm. uh, some of their bring in their Rolodex and open some doors that you may not be able to open yourself, that, that certainly would be interesting. But, um, you know, you've already, you, you know, I don't think you need that, do you? Honestly, no. I mean, sure like more support would be nice like we're kind of at capacity right now but yeah. i mean we're not uh what's the right way to say it you know th- this this is absolutely a passion project like we're running it we don't make that like i mean yeah we, we're 
operating in the black like any business should mm -hmm. um but this isn't like a let's get rich off of abandoned properties sort of thing like it's about like doing it correctly making sure the i's and the t's are dotted and crossed um also like i personally and professionally am have more or less developed an allergy to like what I refer to as cancerous growth. Like I want to, I want to grow properly. I want to grow ethically. I want to mm -hmm. grow comfortably. Um, I want to grow more or less with the times, like, you know, push boundaries and things like that. Absolutely. But I don't want to just like go from A to Z and whoa, where, what happened? And you know, the whole move fast and break stuff, like, uh, -uh. Yeah, but also, you know, getting paid is not is pretty nice too. So, like, like there's no reason why you shouldn't do all of those things and get paid. There is no like, you know, well, it's not like it's not like a you know, two things can be true at once. You can get paid and be a good person. It doesn't doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole like all the <laughs> profiteers. You know, uh, you know, those guys that are making a squadillion dollars, they're all assholes. Um, you know, that's a so we've one interesting finding was and we're still we're still navigating this um but the general trajectory is like we keep increasing our prices um i remember when we first started uh a did we no they ended up not because we had a few phone calls with an australian uh, uh person and they had I forget exactly what their story, but anyway, they had invested. They they had assets in Australia, and more or less had used. There was a similar service as to ours. I mean, more or less buyer's rep, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they they said that they paid them. It was like fourteen k. Like it was a very like orders of magnitude above our what we were getting paid at that point mm -hmm. kind of price and they were they were like yo you're way too low like you need to raise those prices right now mm -hmm. um and i think we kind of chewed on that for a little bit and then at some point we're like okay let's raise it a little bit and then so we're on i think the third what bracket what do you call it like we've raised prices three or so mm -hmm. times which is actually great because it um it gets it it helps filter out tire kickers right exactly you no know? exactly. and as much as i enjoy you know chewing the fat about like the wonders of rural japan and mm -hmm. stuff like you know like buy buy me a beer or something like whatever but like this is a business like yeah, and, exactly. we're, and, it's, and it's good business like what what all of us in, in j rep do is like good business it's not just making money it's like okay yeah make money but make good things happen, support, you know, communities, support mm -hmm. industries, support people, you know, like if that's not what, if you're looking for just like a fairy tale, um, I don't know, go watch YouTube or something. <laughs> like, not to sound a little bit harsh, but yeah, yeah being able to filter out the, um, the tire kickers. And I mean, we, often enough, I still don't know how to deal with this. Um, there are so many stories about, you know, super cheap, like recently we had a vet, uh, an Aussie vet who was in some way or another, like a disabled vet, um, contact us having oh, heard like, of like army veteran rather than yeah, 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 like yeah. a military veteran, not military. A, like an animal veteran. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Military vet. right. um, who had been somehow, you know, um, disabled in the line of service and 
I think in his mid sixties, kind of down and out uh, and whatnot. And had heard about, you know, super cheap houses in Japan. And they contacted us. And I mean, of course, I, I responded. I forget exactly what I said. And, you know, I wasn't like, eh, get out of here. But I mean, I kind of had to explain like, uh, in I, straight up, I like, even can't, I somehow said it very softly. Um, but it's, it's problematic that these narratives exist about the cheap stuff because it really bolsters a lot of hope where there ought not be. Mm, exactly, exactly. It's clickbait. I actually had, I said that exactly to a client this week. Um, and, um, you know, they, they, you know, they were coming in with their eyes open anyway. So, um, uh, because they were all about the numbers and I said, you know, okay, well, this, the, the numbers are great, but uh, don't let the, the clickbait of like, the, like super cheap, um, because it'll be, it'll be a money pit. Um, oh yeah, exactly. Um, to change the subject a little bit, I've just come back from a holiday in, because it's just been Golden Week here, um, in Lake Biwa, in Shigakin, mm-hmm. and I've never been down that way before. Um, I love it. And I was really surprised at how buoyant the, the the housing seemed to be. Like there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of beautifully, you know, maintained places, and then there was a whole bunch of new builds going in, um, and this is this was fairly rural, so... Um, you Shiga's know. very interesting, interestingly. Shiga, Shiga. Mm-hmm. So I actually studied abroad in um, Hikone on Lake Hikone, Biwa. Yeah. yeah, so I'm relatively familiar with the area. Um, and you said you were in Otsu? No, we were, well, that was when, when I wrote to you, I was in Otsu, but we were staying a bit further up and we did go to Hikone. Oh, okay. um, so we went, we ended up over four days, we had a car, we ended up, you know, we planned it out, but we ended up over the four days right. circumnavigating the whole thing. And I didn't realize just how massive this oh, yeah. lake is. I just thought it was like, you know, a lake, right? But this is just enormous. It's the largest in Japan, I believe. I'm not surprised. It takes, you know, it's like it's a yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. the size of a whole, you know, US state almost. It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. But the, um, all the way around, it was really interesting. There were people that were obviously taking advantage of being close to, you know, close to water sports and um, or being very close to, you know, historic, really historical things. Like that that um, a castle in Hikone is just uh, magnificent. It's yeah. really good. It's a, I, I really enjoyed that, that day out. So, so that, that's actually a spot that I've had my eye on for a while because um, infrastructure-wise, it's very well situated. I mean, it's right between Kyoto and Nagoya on the Shinkansen, and right. it's a beach, and it's a natural lake. It's a natural lake, and right. it, and it seems to you know it seems to have be very popular with um, you know people who really like nature and outdoors. It's like every second person was camping um, mm-hmm. or riding, you know, riding a bike. We, we had bikes for one day. And, um, and oh, I remember doing that. I, I did that in Hikone a lot. Yeah. 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 Because it's so, it, because the, there's a, like why there's not more of them in Japan. I don't know. Cause as a bike rider, it's like, there is like a full safe off the road bike path, which is just, and it's, along you know you follow the water the water line and it's just fantastic we um there were animals and ducks and you know 
So it was a whole family affair with my son and <laughs> my sister-in-law. So yeah, we had a ball. Mm. Yeah, a great area. One of my good friends, Jessup, uh, he started... I know Jessup. Yeah, yeah. So when he, you know, his bass thing, right? He's got the fishing yes. uh, tours that he's doing. Um, I think like when he was first building that up, he and I went down to Lake Biwa and did some high speed, high speed bass fishing. <laughs> high speed bass fishing yeah I'd like, I'd like we were in a speedboat like a 120 kilometer <laughs> what are the prices like you know i guess to bring it back to real estate what are the prices like down there i mean because oh. i know i know tokyo prices really well but these seemed like new builds so i'm guessing the cost of building a house is like we would be the same in in slightly rural areas it is in tokyo but the land price what's what's the difference in land uh, price? It's, it's cheaper for sure especially well that's the thing that's weird about shiga is i think it's a really excellent location mm. for whatever reason has just been kind of like i mean people just pass through chiba or i'm sorry shiga mm. like it's not really like i guess maybe hikone is a destination but like have you ever heard anybody like singing the praises of Shiga? No, that's the thing. That's why I haven't been there in 22 years. And it's exactly. like this is this, but it seems to be where a lot of people have, like, especially um uh especially people in Kansai would have their second like holiday house, for example, on, on the lake. Um let me, let me take a look real quick at what land prices yeah. are like. And here's Ziv. Ziv's been in a meeting, so um he's oh gonna come in. Johnny. There he is. Is. <laughs> what the what is happening dope. with your with your um uh, curtain? What curtain? What are you on? There's no curtain here. It's not a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking very. This is our um. Are we recording? Aren't we? That's okay. This is our man cave that a couple of buddies and me are renting from a customer. See all the board games and the poker chips and the TV and the projectors. Oh, this is our man so. cave. We do occasionally get some ladies, but it's essentially man cave. Very nice. And um, you're looking very fit and tanned after your uh, holiday. Why, thank you. Yes. Hmm. I'm not very uh, appropriate professionally, but that's okay. What, what have you been uh, ranting about? We have been talking oh, gosh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking interns and we've been talking about like um, outsourcing, you know, outsourcing some of the jobs of like, uh, you know, the scrivener work and how an accountancy when you're running a business here and also uh, talking akias and taxes and all sorts of things. So mm. nice. And we're, just, uh, we're just starting to outsource bookkeeping as we speak after two, two uh, hired and fired bookkeepers that it takes about three months each to train. We're just, we had it. Oh. Yeah, well, um, I was actually just singing the praises of, of um, you know, freelance freelance women who work from home and they um, get the job done and um, there's just so much talent at home. So, mm. Mm. Um, so I don't know just how much information this will give you, but looking at Shiga Prefecture, the entirety of it, um, at land prices, not at uh, property, like buildings. Yep. So just land. Uh, I had I had to cut things down because I can only get 500 uh, responses at a time, which is yep. a ridiculous limitation. But anyway, so I started at a minimum of 15 million yen, going up to a maximum of 500 meters squared for the plot. 
500 meters square for the land. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're buying so this for what, Matt? No, so we're just, we're... I was wanting to know prices around, around Shiga. Okay. Um, and so I get 411 hits for that. So there's a lot of land available and the most, the cheapest, I'm sorry, the most expensive is what, uh, 7.08 Oku. And that... Oku for how, how much land? Is that like a golf course or something? It's going to say, <laughs> put a shopping center there. What the fuck is this? There are some Matt. Matt, we have received complaints about your potty mouth. You got to watch that. Oh, <laughs> we um we have seen some sellers that are just leaving, not even in pre bubble days. Just like I have no idea, who are thinking that they can actually sell their land for these kinds of amount. That might be it because this I'm seeing like twenty two hundred two hundred seventy eight meters squared for six point two eight oku. Oku, okay, that's a bit nutty. But I was just good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I I was. Is it a flat land? I might have a solar uh, farm guy who might be interested. Ah, like commercial, so like big solar farm guy. Uh, This one's but no, two hundred square. What can you do with that? That's nothing. Am I? Am I? What six thousand two hundred and eighty mon? So that's I still can't do mon conversion. No, that's half. uh, That's about half. That's half that. That's sixty. That's sixty million. Sixty million. million. There we go. Okay, Okay. that makes a bit more sense, but still for Shiga, it's not. (laughs) Mm. No, I was just impressed at that how vibrant this rural area was. There was a lot of there's a lot of you know a lot of things going on um, that um, that was yeah was just really interesting. Seem to be a lot of like Kansai people with second houses and um, um, and a lot of people who are camping and riding bikes and being very healthy and yeah. Mm. Mm. And tell me about Shimane, Ziv. Shimane. Shimane area. What what's the infrastructure like in Shimane? Um, have I? The name sounds familiar. I think we looked at properties there, but have we actually bought anything there? Did no, I say? No, I that don't know. No, no. My my friend is looking at a property there with you. Okay. Um. So over, one of your clients is looking in Shimane. <laughs> yeah. So that, but I mean, I guess it's fairly. It's got a nice run through to Fukuoka, right? Um, yeah, that's. Um, is that Kitakyushu Prefecture or Fukuoka Prefecture? Oh, no, sorry, Kitakyushu is Fukuoka Prefecture. Where, yeah, I'm no, no, it's not, Kyushu, it. it's not Kyushu, it's still on Honshu. Okay, so Hiroshima way? No, yeah. on the other side, the Sea of Japan side. Oh. Which yeah. I've never, I haven't really explored at all. Um, but, that's, but, you know, it's a sort of, you might be able to get something really cheap. Oh, but, yeah, just after Hiroshima. Yeah, toward, no, I mean, north of Hiroshima. Um. Okay. I have no idea, to be honest with you. I've, I haven't seen. It looks beautiful in the photos I'm looking at. Mm. Is so? Do you do you know much about that area, Matt? No, not at all. Um, uh, I know somebody. Else. Yeah, I know some. I mean, I've met somebody from there. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you have a second house there, I mean, what's you know, it, as a you know, as a non-Japanese person is, is you know, buying an Akio or buying a, you know, a, like a cheap house there, how, what's your quality of life going to be? Um, you know. Well, I'm going to say the infrastructure is, looks to be lacking at best. Yes. So, 
that's going to be right there. Like as having soon as I see the word sparsely populated, I know the infrastructures are going to suck. <laughs> I mean, it looks like there's like two train lines in the entire prefecture. So, <laughs> so you need a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, like there's what Izumo is Izumo and Matsue cities, but I don't really know anything about them. So no, I want to say Shimane is probably. I'm sure I'd probably enjoy it, but I want to say it's relatively kind of challenging. Yeah, you'd have to be like Heidi on the mountainside, right? Yeah, wow. Just like looking at the satellite view of it is, it's just, it's like Iwate. I don't know which is worse. So from Matsue to Hiroshima, which I'm guessing is the nearest big city, right? Uh, would be uh, three hours and a half by train. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, no, you got to go to Okayama first. That's the nearest big-ish yeah. city. Because there's no, you know, like, there's no train that goes up that And side. even that is three and a half hours, nah. Yeah, at least on um, official listings for buildings, in Shima, across the prefecture, there's only 145 registered ones. Buildings, you mean as like Itobide, like an apartment building? or? Uh, bu- bu- bu, what did I search for? Yeah, Itoken. So let me look, let me add the... It's actually more than I, I would have thought for that area. If I add other, I get an additional 24. So I want to yeah. say Shibane, basically, I'm sure there's many, many more than that. Um, but I want to say just resources and, and people power is just lacking. Mm-hmm. And so like, if, I bet if you go to a local municipality or a local agent, like they'll open up a file, full, like a file or a drawer and like have a bunch of chidashi for things. But so far as digitization is concerned, it's yeah, under, under 200. So far as property land that has a standing structure on it, Akia or not. Or wait, I'm sorry. Those are all Akia. Wait, are they? Okay. Anyway, not much. <laughs> okay. No, just just interested in hearing hearing your thoughts because I don't know anything about that t- that part of town. About that part. Somebody of- emailed me today to say to ask me uh, how is the process of purchasing an Akia different from purchasing a normal property. I'm like, wow. How many how many minutes how many hours have you got? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Is that worth a blog post or a YouTube video? Like, like, please check this out. Well, I mean, this is what Matt does. I think he's got a few of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, it's basically it's just it's really confusing. It's the I mean, it's all confusing, but with normal property, it's just like comparatively more streamlined. I mean, there there is a big uh, I wouldn't call it pride, but like, I don't know. People like to think that they're really good at repairing things that they've never tried repairing before. Yeah. <laughs> so they just go at themselves and then realize like, ah, shoot, I don't know how to do this. And then yeah. we get a lot of um, requests recently. Um, they don't involve research as such, which is why I don't send them to you because otherwise they'd all go to you. But people just come to us with a listing that they've already found on some Akia Bank website or what have you. And, I want that. Okay. Yeah, so, so we we deal with that, um, but we charge them the same for whether or not we do the research. 
because yeah. basically like we're the professionals you're not you want us to check that out all right it's probably junk but you seem to be sold on it so pay us what yeah. you would pay us to do the real good research and we'll go do it mm. and then we'll come back and probably say yeah guess what it was junk yeah <laughs> They're actually really happy with, I won't say exactly where, but um, out in, I'll say out east. <laughs> uh, there was a client where we're basically at the end of the process and we found something, basically found like a pretty, I'd call it, you know, 96th percentile kind of match with what they requested and what we actually found. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm sure both of you like know this, but it's just always the best when you get there and like they're looking at it and like, you know, and they've already paid. So like they know what what's up, like they're invested in in the process and the search and they understand everything. And like and they got there before us for the visitation and they're already kind of walking around and stuff and just like this huge smile on their face. And I'm like, ah wait, is that good? Or, like, I need to look first. Like, I don't want you smiling before I know. <laughs> like, I need to open up that kitchen floor and climb under to go look at all of the, whatchamacallits, the uh, the foundation and whatnot. Like, stop smiling. Um, not yet, too early. Uh, but no, we confirmed it. So like, fingers crossed, we've already had the, uh, the building. And so by our uh, inspection, all good. Of course, we're not officials, so we have our what uh, EQ Kinchikuka come in, who's a licensed in inspector. Is that the title? Yep. Uh, Building yeah. inspector. Yep. Right, as well as land too. Um, they've already conducted it. The building itself came back flying colors. Uh, we're just wait waiting on the results of the land, but he doesn't really expect anything bad from it, and so just like. I mean, boy, what a, it's always such a good feeling. Just I don't know where I'm going with this. I just kind of want to beam about like if the building, if the building is not tilting, then it's probably a good indication that the land is not suffering from liquefaction as well, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and what what's what's uh, you know, what what are they paying? Like what's well, we're gonna <laughs> Uh, buh, 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 can I tell you later? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> It's not, it's not a huge price, but yeah, it's um it's you know it's something. Good. But, okay, yeah, so it's, it's not like it's not like a one dollar house. So it is like it it has some no, and I mean like especially with the New York Times thing, we've had a lot of international interest. And I mean, basically what we are now saying is like, look, if you're gonna do this and you're gonna do it right, you have to do one of two things. Number one, you need to incorporate here in order to manage your asset. You can buy it legally and whatnot from abroad, but if you don't have management, then it's just gonna keep rotting mm -hmm. or start rotting, right? So either you incorporate and we can help you do that, or two, you hire a proxy, which again, can be us or Tracy, I'm sure that you also do this kind of thing. Like basically get somebody else to manage it for you who has yes, the yes. And stuff. Um, and at this point, we basically just say, like, look, if you don't have probably about 140 US, US 140K liquid, kind of a non-starter. Like mm -hmm. you need an operation process, you need to have that what five million yen in cash. If you go through us for the incorporation services, that's an additional 3.6 mil over the course of six months, so 600 k per month. 
Um, and then there's the actual investment in the property itself. Yes, which, right. And then there's, then there's the actual property, right? So. Right, right. And what we find right now is usually starting around like 8 mil is okay. pretty safe around Kanto anyway. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a few clients down south right now. Um, it's a little bit cheaper. But it, of course, like it varies wildly too. Um, yeah. But basically, what that's 3.6 plus 5 plus 8, right? So call it 16.6 .6 million yen. Mm -hmm. Round when you say when you say from management, what do you mean? Like utilities, landscaping, house maintenance, that kind of thing? Yeah, Is that what you tell them to set up a company for? Renovations. Well, a lot of them want to Airbnb it out as well, and so they need to have. Oh, the, that yeah, for that you definitely need to be a licensed yeah. company in order to yes. or a registered company rather, in order mm -hmm. to to do that legally. Right? We we don't support people conducting a legal business. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you can't really. So that you know. So oh, are, they you do. Helping, are you helping <laughs> people get do. their license as well? Uh, that's something we would come to you for probably. Well, and and as I explained, this is not what I do, right? But I have. Well, we'd go to you to go to somebody else. <laughs> I have my people. I actually have a couple of people, depending on like the area, and also depending on if you want something that is um, where you'll get the file and it'll be all nice and made into a beautiful file and it'll be labeled, or if you you want, um, uh, you know, if you just want it done cheaply. So I've actually got a couple of different options. If you want everything really pretty, then um, th then I've got one option and then- Pay up. <laughs> and are those shihoshoshis you're working with on this, Tracy? One is, and one is just a, a general fix-it person. Go for yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah, and who's who's unafraid? I think that the difference is the sh the, the shi they're very conservative. Um, they'll yeah. follow the rules. They'll follow it to the letter. Um, and then there are other people who are who are the jack of all trades. Just make fight, it happen. Yeah, make it, and they fixes and they'll make it work. And yeah. you know they'll they'll know what the regulations are and they'll like they'll fit the square peg in the round hole and get it done. So how much yeah. do they charge for the um, application? Assuming it's like there's no deep. It's deep a, work involved. It's under it's under five hundred thousand yen, so it's under fifty man. Um, yeah. and that's for and that's everything done. Yeah. Um, so you know five thousand dollars, or or actually you know it's actually less than that. It'll probably come in at around you know three hundred thousand yen. Um, but you know I always just say five hundred thousand just in case. But that's not including any of the like any renos that need doing, like the the, yeah, the, the secure for the safety certificate. Um, but then the other person who just the fix it who makes it happen, she's a lot cheaper. <laughs> so, but I mean, so even, she, at she, sorry. even at 500k, like, yeah. wow, for peace of mind and That's just exactly. getting it yes. done, yes, no worries, you're in the clear, sit back, have your pina colada or Budweiser, yep. or whatever, yeah, right. Like, and they'll t and they'll tell you exactly what forms you need to get. They'll go they'll sign that power of attorney thing for you. They'll they'll even go to the ward office and get those those documents for you. So mm. yeah, mm. yep. There's a guy yeah. I forgot his name. Um, a local lawyer from Tokyo or Shihoshoshi. I think he's a lawyer, and he advertises uh, Juman Yen for his services to apply, which is another Juman Yen, of course, approximately, and mm -hmm. then. I don't know with expenses and what that comes up to about what you just said, like yeah, so that's five, three hundred thousand. That's market yeah. price, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and for someone who fills in forms every day, it's it's a good business for them too, because mm. you know they they know those forms. For me, I'd have to just sort of sit there and you know figure them out. Which yeah, no, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So for someone who just like sees these forms on an on, on a daily basis, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a doddle. But for me, it would just like it's it's like getting the getting all the forms home from the PTA. Oh my god. No. <laughs> so you don't have kids, Matt. Um, uh, Matt and uh, Ziv Ziv has a Japanese partner. So um, yeah, I'm guessing you don't deal with the school all the school. I, um, I do on occasion just to prove to Chikako that I can do it too, but generally speaking, no. <laughs> um, it's just, and I, for me, because I'm, you know, you know, neither of us are native Japanese speakers in the house. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's awful. It's just awful. I did hire my native Japanese son though just recently to do to do all my um, uh, to manage all of my um, receipts for all of my houses so son Son, did you say yeah yeah i got him to do all of my oh native japanese language wise you mean i'm like hang on i thought he was you and ashley's son okay you know he is he is he is but he's native japanese speaker son okay native japanese speaking son and so like because i hate any sort of bookkeeping any sort of admin it's just i'm not that's not me um i'm big picture i'm big picture person and so i you know all the receipts for all you know we buy a lot of stuff for um for multiple houses right so you know every time you go and buy a roll of toilet paper you've got to keep the receipt but just putting those you know documenting those just does my head in um i take a photo of it i send it to my bookkeeper she adds it to yeah. the she adds it to the thing, but then it needs to be filed. So, um, yeah. and uh, so my my son who reads Japanese natively, he can really easily get it into date format. So I paid him; it was great. <laughs> mm. so, hey, I need to uh, I need to jump. Yeah, about- we have to jump. So. So, yeah, sorry for just joining at the end. It was nice to finally get together. Let's try yeah, for next week. Yeah, well, I'll yeah. um uh, I'll uh, we'll we'll see you, and I'll send I'll send you the recording of this. So yes, please. Okay. See you guys. All right. See you. Bye. There you go. That was a fun conversation. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And again, quick reminder, Anton Warman, the Akia DIY and short-term stay guy, is going to be joining us and giving us a talk at our Japan Real Estate Summit on 22nd October in Shibuya, Tokyo, as well as join the Q&A panel, of course. So if you still haven't secured your seats or streaming tickets, both of which are limited, Highly recommended to grab them now as they definitely might run out soon. Only nine days left for registration. And same as last year, we will not be able to sell tickets on the day of the event, on the door or online. So run over to realestate.jp. Make sure that you can attend on the day. Pick our brains, participate in the live Q&A session. But most importantly, meet like-minded folks like yourselves with an interest, passion and or experience in Japan's real estate property market as all of our listeners here on the podcast tend to be, this is the best place to meet these folks, hands down. Now, before we go, we're also, as always, going to tell you and also link to our other sponsor's website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis, or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa, and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hiroshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com. 
and he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku. Yoroshiku.